Hi and welcome to Life of Tribe podcast. I'm your host Andrew Owen. So in this episode, we're joined by Dan Bullock from Swim for Try. Um, Dan uh, comes from a swimming background and then has competed quite um, highly within triathlon as well. He, you know, he, he's a fantastic swimmer and he's taken that on into triathlon as well. Dan used to um, swim competitively, so he's taken the knowledge that he has. Um, and taking it into the coaching element as well. So he's a very knowledgeable guy. We have a really good chat about um, how you support beginners um, in triathlon who don't necessarily have a swimming background. Um, and we also discuss his late, latest venture, and it's been running for a little while now, but that's um, a session in a bottle. So it's basically um, a water bottle that has um, six term swim sessions printed on the side of it so you're limiting what you take to the pool it's a fantastic concept he's got about four different bottles out um check it out um, i'll link the description i'll link in the description his website and his uh, social media handles and and whatnot but anyway here's the episode we'll jump straight in So I'm joined by Dan from Swim, um, Swim for Try. Dan, how's things with you? How's COVID um, affecting you at the moment? Um, it's been a tough six months, what with the, the pools closed for business, but we've been lucky to get a little bit more time at our local lake and we've been coaching there for about 10 years now. So we have a good good relationship with the, the owner. And that's, I mean, that's been great getting out of the house after the lockdown. Um, you know, it's a shame the pools aren't, uh, so yes, they're available, but uh, the local pools in London that we use are not allowing sort of club structured sessions back yet. Yeah. We're hoping that should, all being well, that should change October 1st. So we're very excited to get back and, and just get back to some some normality. I know, I know it's, a, it's a funny old word we're throwing around a lot these days, but you know, it, for me being on poolside, it, it, it's just where I want to be and, and what, what I enjoy doing. So t- tell us a little bit about Swim for Try, you know, and tell us a little bit about your background as well, because you know, I know you're a swim coach, I know you come from a swimming background, but how has it developed into where you are now? Well, it, it's interesting. So my sister was a swim teacher um, back in the 90s. I was working with a video sort of software company, um, and I was... I'd quit swimming after a very long career. I came back from the US. I swam there in in Ohio for four years, had a fantastic time, started work, took up triathlon because I I was still sporty um, and it was kind of bubbling under uh, and it sort of, it seemed like, you know, I didn't want to just hang out at the gym. I wasn't a runner. I thought about master swimming, but obviously as a swimmer, you know, just to drop back into master swimming in your mid twenties, it's just like you've been doing it all your life. So the London try was available. Um, I raised money for Macmillan nurses. They've been looking after my father and it just seemed like a, a nice thing to do. And uh, I, I got the bugs. And then before I knew it, I was off age group world champs in 2000, 2001, Ironman 2003. And all the while people had been asking like, Oh, how do you, how do you swim the way you do? I mean, like, I was lucky. I've been swimming all my life, uh, but I, it was interesting. To, like, well, actually, I, I don't know how I swim like this. And I'd been technically minded. I'd been interested in swim technique, but I didn't know how to coach. 
So I spoke to my sister. She was a teacher. I, we hired some lanes. We invited some of the, I was with East London Triathlon at, at the time. We, we rented some lanes, got some filming. I brought the cameras and, you know, back in early 2000, underwater footage was, was pretty groundbreaking, not in the elite arena mm. and people would, were just asking for it and, and we were able to supply it. And before we knew it, give it a couple of years, 2005, we both quit our, our regular jobs and Swim for Try just blossomed. We, we added fitness sessions because people wanted a little bit more attention to detail once they'd finished a technique block or a weekend workshop. Then we needed to find a lake because people obviously wanted to go outdoors um, and then training camps evolved as well. And, and I met some great coaches, Steve True, Joe Beer. Um, Steve went to the Olympics in 2000. Uh, I raced with a couple of his, his um, athletes. So it, it just really blossomed from a, a small thing. And, you know, we've, we've, we've kept it pretty small. I, I didn't like the idea of, um, I mean, I, I, I did write a CPD for British Swimming to help swimming coaches migrate into welcoming triathletes um sort of that that was available a long time ago it didn't they didn't really sort of work with it too much it kind of fell by the wayside but but the idea of sort of franchising or or licensing coaches i like the idea that we had a small group really good coaches they were racing they were knowledgeable we were sharing knowledge together um you know back then there wasn't any guidebooks there wasn't any handbooks the you know, I did some British triathlon qualifications, but the swimming was, was pretty weak back then. Yeah. The Amateur Swimming Association didn't really have an understanding of open water. So we were racing ourselves, thinking about what worked, took what we knew from the pool. And I literally had to learn how to coach and, and help impart some of this technical knowledge. Uh, you know, and for, for me, and um, right, I want to touch on one thing, actually, before we go into it, Van. I, I came to know about you through the bottles that you um <laughs> that you offer and um and, and i love them for, so for anyone who doesn't know about um the swim for like uh, swim for try bottles um they, they, they're brilliant they're, they're a normal water bottle but they have workouts on them and i am forever going to the gym or i was forever going to the gym with my workout in a zip tie bag because <laughs> i didn't want it to get wet it was on a piece of paper in a zip tie bag and just and normally then that would be um, uh, I'd have a rubber band around it attached to the, my water bottle. So this puts everything that I've normally done and um, and into it. And so I wish I'd had you an idea maybe 10, 10 years ago or so. But um, no, they're, they're brilliant. So anyone, what I would say is anyone who's looking for that sort of project, check them out. And even if you're not looking for that project um, product, check it out as well. Thank you. It, no, no, they're brilliant. And I know you've just released um, a new one, haven't you? The green one. The, t the technical bottle's on its way, literally on its way. Um, we've got a selection of drills that will help work on a certain body part. Um, you know, we working closely with the graphic designer, as you say, everyone's been looking at this on poolside for years with a, a, a pay, piece of paper wrapped around. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just took out my two favorite sort of subsets. Our, uh, you know, we had a, a warm down that I really liked. And so I knew that they could be repeated over and over again, but we needed some variety. And, and this idea of using the column for the six main sets uh, was what the graphic designer and I, I thought was, was quite quite clever if you'll forgive me a little bit of uh, indulgence um 
So, you know, again, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Everyone will have their own ideas, but I've, I've, I've been hopefully as helpful as possible on the website to let people know how to interpret the sessions, read the sessions, twist the sessions so that you can get more out of them, swim it in different ways. There's other training effects by just flipping the rest periods. Um, so they've generally been fitness blocks all the way around. Now we've got a column of drills to be done to help your leg kick, to help your catch position, to help your breathing or your rotation. So they all go around now. Um, so I'm hoping that takes off. It's, it's something that I've been toying with, you know, uh, laminated mini folders. I know they've been done before, but I, I like the idea of, you know, two for the price of one. Um, yeah, yeah. Why take and, and, and that's it though. You know, you when you go to pool aside, you take so much stuff normally, depending on what session you, you're doing. Um, so, so if you can minimize that, I, I think it's a brilliant idea. So, uh, hopefully, um, it, you know, it will take off for you and happy to promote that as much as we can. Thank you. I've, I've got um, so we're gonna offer a, a turbo spin bike, um, soon and a and a like a 510k run one as well. You know, if people are on treadmills in the gym, uh, I've been working with Steve, um, uh, GB 2000 Olympic coach in Sydney. He's uh, it, that's a great training camp we go to and I help out on in Italy in May. And so we've been working closely for years. So he's, he's developing the run and bike sessions right oh, now. Yeah. So, um, you know, we call it session in a bottle, not particularly, you know, initially swimming is my background, but thinking this might work for other disciplines. I think swimming, it'll be the, it'll be key because obviously that is where the soggy mess happens <laughs> yeah. with your piece of paper. So, so, um, you know, it, it may or may not, but, you know what we're having fun just you know during lockdown we needed some other revenue we need i had ideas it just sort of fitted at that time yeah no i think it's a cracking idea and and also and this is i suppose one of the reasons i wanted to get you on for many triathletes swimming is probably their weakest discipline and i know i'm generalizing here but in my experience a lot of people um would have run previously, may have cycled previously, but a lot less of them would have swam competitively. Um, they may have swam as a child and they may know how to swim, but wh whether they know how to swim for racing is totally different. And, and, that, and that's probably what I wanted to explore with you today is, you know, how would you go about trying to support a triathlete who's relatively new to triathlon, but, but you know, but may have, have a, you know, knows how to swim because there's plenty of people out there that i that, that i know of and one of the first times i ever came across triathlon was to go and watch a mate of mine who'd signed up for ironman and had only learned to swim the year before wow yeah um yeah you see well it he, he did fantastic to get where he was but unfortunately he did time out on the swim it was it was probably a, li a little bit too much too soon but that's a story yeah. for another day but it, it just shows that so many people probably don't re fully understand the swim and especially fully understand open water swimming. Because again, that's a totally different kettle of fish to swimming lengths in a pool. I mean, yeah, it, if you look at the longest pool race at the Olympics, it's the 1500 meters. And then suddenly we're asking Ironman athletes to swim 3.8 K. It is yeah. a massive undertaking, even with a wetsuit, even, you know, even if you're fit and strong from years of biking or running, swimming 
can really fatigue you rapidly and i've seen that and you know we you know we we don't work with i have worked with elite athletes over the years um i've helped some elite duathletes become very good at ironman it's a great challenge but we are generally a small swim school that helps adults learn to swim faster and that slots nicely into the world of triathlon a lot of people remember a few of the basics from school or when they were younger they might have done a little bit of the swimming club um but it is a it is a big ask and you know if you're tired on the bike you can kind of sit up if you're tired on the run you can you know you can sit down and have a full rest you know when you're out in the middle of you know a lake the sea you know there's not much you can do really and and you know if, if there's one frustration i i think iron man has become you know people have just started entering them you know i i waited 10 years thereabouts before i contemplated doing iron man and and that was with a swimming background it, it is a big undertaking um i laugh at that dan only because i was one of those stupid people <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing but the utmost respect for somebody that enters Ironman and thinks, right, I'm going to give this go. I will support them. I will help them. Um, but they have to appreciate you've got to put some time into the swim. And yeah. and I've sat in front of audiences on tri camps and people have said, but it's only a small fraction of the day. But as your friend found out, it's a big fraction yeah. if they don't allow you to continue. Um, you know, it, it's... I, I, it's, I know it's frustrating. Swimming is not time efficient. You can't open the door. Most people can't open the door and jump in the way they can go for a run. It needs some dedication. It needs some discipline. It needs some structure. And, and it needs technique, really. Because and, you, and you're right with the technique side of things. Because when I, I, I suppose I'm a runner if, if, I, if I could be classed as any of the three disciplines. I generally come from team sports. But when I came into triathlon... I did come in with my blinkers on thinking, oh, it'd be easy. It's just running, cycling and, and swimming. And it, but the technical side of at least the swimming and the bike element was totally alien to me. I'd, yeah. I'd ridden a bike for 20 years when I, you know, or 15 years when I was a kid. I'd swam for probably a similar amount of time. But it's a totally, totally different, you know, mm -hmm. arena to be in. Like I said earlier, and it's, yeah, it's... It, 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 I think people really, really underestimate it. And and then all of a sudden, when they're thrown in at the deep end, they get a little bit scared, especially with Ironman. So, you know, I, I'm used to Ironman Wales. You know, I'm, I'm based in Cardiff. Um, the swim for Ironman Wales is is a daunting prospect. Yeah. It's, it's a sea swim. And Tembi, where it's based, Tembi. can either be like a mill pond or it can be something from, well, some sort of horror film in my mind. <laughs> My first swim at Tembi, it was, two, it was um, a notorious year for a bad swim. It was 2014, my first ever Ironman. And it got to the point where you were swimming out to the first boy and, you, and, you, and the waves were hitting you as you were going out. And you would get to the top of the wave and you would then stroke, and, but there'd be no water to stroke into because you would then fall down the other side of the wave. Um, and it, it was unbelievable. But And so many people, and, and going back to what you said earlier about people underestimating it, people not really you know, respecting it maybe, um, that people came out to that swim and they were like, I'm done. I, I can't go on. And I remember having a conversation with a guy in transition, so T1, 
and he completed the swim. He got out in plenty of time. He was there roughly the same time as me. Um, so, you know, he had, he had well over an hour well to go. Um, and he was like, I'm done. I, I, I just can't go on because, because he had um, expelled so much energy to get around that swim. He, he couldn't see himself going any further. I mean, just to give you, uh, I mean, I, I share I share that, you know, I jumped into the London triathlon as a swimmer, um, you know, back in 1997, if I remember rightly, as a swimmer, and I was leading, and I still had a minor panic attack because I didn't like the fact I couldn't see my black line, there was people around me, it was cold. I had the wetsuit tie. I mean, I, I, I had done no preparation because I was a swimmer. So, you know, it, it so yeah, to, to reinforce how different the world of open water is. I mean, again, you, you could be flippant and, and say that it is just front crawl and you occasionally you lift your head up and, you know, that's not far off, but to reassure you to keep things calm will, will go a long, long way. And if you want to be become a better swimmer um you know i'm sorry but there needs to be an investment of time and again obviously i'm gonna say that as a swim coach because that's how i get paid but honestly you know most people um you know we've got a small swim school in london most of you won't come and see me but i'm just honestly giving you the truth and if anybody can anybody promises you the world i would be you know skeptical if they can promise you massive gains in just a couple of lessons, it, swimming is is the tricky one. Uh, yeah, and I 100% agree with that because um, a few years ago, I remember going for a swim analysis, and you know they're all very well. They, you 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 swim in a nice um, sort of endless pool or whatever it is, you know, the camera and 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 I, as a naive triathlete and a naive swimmer, went into that thinking oh, this person will just say, change this, change that, and you know, you'll be faster. But it doesn't work like that. And I, I can't remember what the statistic is, but you know, if you want to change anything that, that has been sort of ingrained into you, your muscle memory and things, it takes potentially hours and hours in, in the pool or, or redoing that particular exercise before you make any sort of change. And the, the, the biggest thing I find with swimming is... I can start off with really, really good form and technique, or good for me anyway, but the moment I get fatigued, everything goes out the window. Everything that I've learned, especially if it's anything new, and I just re revert back to form and really bad form as well. It's an it's a interesting one because, you know, we talk in terms of endurance for swimming, really. You need technique, to give some form of speed, which comes from being, you know, more propulsive with lower drag, but you need to be able to repeat those movements for thousands of repetitions. The endurance to repeat accurately is what's so critical for swimming. And you don't necessarily have to be particularly strong in terms of, you know, bench pressing 300 pounds, but you need to be able to repeat thousands of repetitions. So, you know, I like to, you know, it, we run a bunch of fitness sessions and I will repeat and I will bore people until they're, you know, blue in the face, technical points within the fitness session. So they're working hard, but they're constantly trying to stay on top of a, you know, a technical aspect 
as you said, you know, you can start out with good form for a while. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, everyone fatigues and slows and if, but it's the person that sort of fatigues the least, holds their form. Because as soon as you lose some rotation, as soon as you lean on a straight arm, as soon as you push down, um, then the drag increases and the effort levels go up and then you're onto a vicious circle. It's a spiral that you can't beat unless somehow you can revert back to better technique, keeping the fingertips over, pivoting from the elbow, keeping your streamline, not pushing down, keeping the catch position accurate. You know, and, and if I'm doing a, I don't, I, I did my last Ironman in 2008. And since then I've, you know, I've enjoyed pure open water swimming. Um, you know, I've got a family, I've got a business. And from my background, I can still be reasonably competitive over five, 10 K. Um, and I enjoy those. I, I just haven't, I'm still competitive, but I can't, I don't have the time to bike and, and run really. Um, but you know, every couple of minutes I'll be thinking, right, streamline. Am I narrow? Am I extending through? Am I pulling with the palm and the forearm? Am I keeping the kick hidden? behind the profile of the body am i turning into the breath rather than sort of lifting and leaning on that arm little mantra every couple of minutes just a little thing to reset and one of the lovely things we do on a weekend workshop is to show you don't see many you don't see much of this but elite olympian world-class swimmers doing some very basic swim drills and when i show that people are like why are they doing that their technique's so good it's because like everyone we fatigue we get tired we struggle and like a golf swing you have to kind of go back and polish it refine it yeah. and, and and repair it before the next sort of hard session and and i think that's that that's a been really nice to be able to show people that you know oh they're doing that simple sort of i, I call it the superman extended kicking i'm on my side I'm, I'm just doing front crawl legs only on my side i'm turning to breathe and i've got olympic medalists doing that same thing and a classroom of novices are wondering like why are they doing it because you know at whatever level you want to be streamlined you want to swim narrow you want to hold water send it backwards you don't want to push it down and as you get tired, you, you, everyone, um, and actually poor technique. I, I did an article for try two, four, seven, a few years ago. So, you know, don't beat yourself up. Think of it as too much of a negative, you know, your form failing is, is a reward for, for working hard. But the important thing is that you don't exit the pool with that bad form, you know, do a technical swim down, repair it, polish it, finesse it, repair it before you leave and you, come back to the pool in a in a few days and and one thing i'm very fond of saying is one swim per week is six days of unlearning and it can't just be one swim a week i'm, I'm sorry you know two to three swims a week you might just maintain a plateau three to four you know even if they're short you carry the improvements over from session to session and then the trajectory starts to go up three to four session you can make gains and keep it moving upwards and, and forwards and getting faster and that's a really good point because I, I don't think we swim enough because, like you said earlier, people think of the swim within a triathlon as being the shortest sort of discipline, you know, the least amount of time they're actually doing it. So they think the biggest gains could come from elsewhere. But you're 100% right. If you're fatigued going onto the bike, you're then likely to be fatigued going into the run. And that affects everything. And I, I tell you what, the, the big thing for me, and it's only ever happened a handful of times for me, when you hit that sweet spot 
when swimming and, and this only happened a couple of times for, for um, cycling as well and you get that moment where you you feel like you're gliding through the water where your technique seems to be spot on you're not fatigued it may well be at the beginning of, of an actual um training session or, or a race but but there's no better feeling for me of that yeah. just gliding through the water you don't feel like you've got any drag and <laughs> yeah it, i love it, it, it it's brilliant and like i said i've added a couple of times on the bike as well and it's brilliant. i mean i i i went back to masters pool swimming a few years ago and i just didn't enjoy it because it's what i'd grown up with i mean you know going down um to open water you know outdoors whether it's a race or not um you know it's the vast expanse of the the environment the surrounding area it's just you know and again if you can hit that and I, I'd, I'd say one useful thing that I, I i don't see many people doing at a race is warming up and what you just described that sweet spot you know it often happens in the pool you know 20 minutes in and you know you've done a warm-up you've done some drills maybe in a subset you've started your main set and then it kind of clicks but imagine you know the gun had gone say it's 7 p.m and your session starts it's like 20 past seven before that sweet spot arrives and on race day people sort of get in the gun goes and they're frantic trying to mix it up a little bit think about that 20 minute gap before the race starts of doing as much on dry land to get warm, to get blood flow into the shoulders, into the arms. Stretch cords are a wonderful invention, very cheap, very easy. I know a lot of people have been suddenly been making use of them as the pools have been closed. But you know, during that period leading to that gun starting, whenever, whatever time of day that might be for you, try to hit that sweet spot as the gun goes, be warm from that earlier point so that you can enjoy the swim, mix it up, draft with the lead pack. If you, if that's what you're, you know, if you're chasing age group selection or, you know, um, looking for a best time, don't just arrive. I think on race day, the biggest thing you can give yourself is, is time, you know, don't arrive cutting it fine. The wetsuit, if you're a little bit hot, takes a long time to go on and it should take a long time if it fits really well. If it goes on in a few 30 seconds, I guarantee that's too big for you yeah. and it will flood, it'll fill and you'll be struggling. But give yourself some time on race day, practice some simple arm swinging, use your stretch cords, you know, try to create that sweet spot as the gun goes using a warm up. I think that would help a lot of people. Very rare I see that at races. Dan, can I ask you about wetsuits? And um, you may not be able to answer some of this, but um, you know, you, you see people before a race. They are there. They're warming up uh, in the sense of the warm ups that I see people do is them going into the pool to or, or the or the lake or the or the sea to sort of you know, get used to the temperature and things. There's no physical warm-up like you've just mentioned. But, you know, I, I was taught that I, I you should let in a little bit of water into your wetsuit. Um, one, it, it creates a bit of a layer of, of warmth and things, and two, it just, you know, it kind of acclimatizes your body. Is that true? You know, does that affect you negatively, positively? I, I'm a big believer in, um, so yeah, let, let's go back a fraction. So entering the water for a warm-up um, is going to be tricky because of the chaotic nature of everybody going in all directions. So the structure isn't really there. Um, the temperature of the water probably won't, you know, it, you can help acclimatize a little bit. 
but the coolness of the water will also struggle to warm. So you really want to pre-set that warm up in motion. Um, somewhere like the London Tri, the docks, you can't even get in. So if I would take a bottle of water, flush it in, pat that through, squeeze it through, try not to sort of pull the water out, pull it down through the, you know, try to just clamp the legs, clamp the arms, squeeze it through, pat it through. And yes, by putting a layer of water in, you'll flush out the air pockets, the wetsuit will start to kind of suck into all the little nooks and crannies. You will have a significantly better swim with the suit close fitting, sucked into the you know <laughs> the, the undercarriage the nooks and crevices um if ever i'm rushed and i forget to do that and and i shouldn't given the years i've been doing this you know i can feel the water because they're not airtight they're not watertight you know they'll still come in through the arms they'll come in through the neck and the back and you'll feel it getting heavier in the armpit the base of the back um a lot of wetsuits and their fitting guides will actually encourage this flushing and, and on training camps we have the time to sort of go through that and it's not nice because you might wade into some cooler water but it's it's really worthwhile doing just because then the suit will fit like a like a snug second skin it'll work with you rather than allowing you know excess water to cut to gather and and then work against you so i'd absolutely try to find the time to do that definitely yeah, and because um, I swim locally in, um, well, one in a river and, and there's a couple of sea um, swims by me and, and you know, a couple of lakes as well. And um, that shock when you first get in and you know, just climatizing yourself to it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the cooler, cooler temperatures. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I am either. <laughs> uh, the guys that swim all year round outdoors, you know, hats off to them. Um, you know they're 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 a crazy gang, and I, I admire what they do. I, I do have a little bit of a, a friction with them sometimes when some of them come back to me and say, like, "Oh, I haven't really swum. Uh, I haven't really improved. I haven't improved my speed." Like, well, you've been in five degree water for five minutes. You can't possibly do any kind of a fitness session. Yeah. So you know, while I admire what you're doing in the winter. You know, and, and I, I, I just had um, an interesting chat with one of our swimmers at the lake uh, where we run the lessons, uh, you know, and he's maintained his triathlon physique and training to do an Ironman this autumn. But he's also been involved in a channel crossing as a relay where it's not quite I mean, it's still an hour in, in the in the cool temperature. But again, you've got to pick your event. Those are two very different you know, body types, two different attempts. Um, you know, you can't sort of have it both ways, really. Yeah, and I, you're 100% right with that, because I, I think people often see channel swimmers and they think, they look at them and they think, they, well, they don't look very, it's awful to say, but fit. And But that means, because people are used to seeing these really lean sort of, you know, either triathletes or, or swimmers and you know the, the the channel swimmers they are you know a little bit without being dis disrespectful them, maybe a little bit chunkier than things it's but it's um it's yeah, essential hats, hats off to them hats off to them it's essential they need that um and you know it, it's part of the training it's part of the training um yeah I, I i i nearly got involved in a relay a few years ago um we missed our slot i have to be honest i was not that upset that we missed it i i uh, i went over to lake geneva and helped the relay and and that was beautiful you know the, the 
anybody that wants to it's, it's been very impressive it, it, it's very expensive it's it's a horrible it's a lot of planning and procedures you've got to keep going down um, practicing on the weekends we went to Lake Geneva we were surrounded by mountains it was 72k we had a nice boat that that, that was my idea <laughs> yeah that sounds a lot nicer than having to try and uh, go through swimming um, shipping lanes and things <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Dan, thanks for coming on. We'll call it a day there, but it's brilliant to get your insight. Um, Maybe we'll find another topic in the future and get you back on. But if if our listeners wanted to connect with you, how how, how can they find out about you? Um, I mean, if you have swimming questions, I'm not precious about my time. Um, Dan, um, I can and link you into um, lesson sessions, videos, drills, and so on. Um, maybe people will have particular topics that they, you know, and, and we can come back and address um, specific areas, technical issues, you know, how do I breathe to both sides? Why is my kick sinking? You know, there's a lot of traditional things that triathletes suffer from. But um, yeah, we're www.symphotri.com. The, the bottles are available in our shop. Um, We've got a designated website, which is www.sessioninabottle.com, where we've got all the videos, we've got all the links, um, ideas how to get more out of them. Because I know it's, you know, it's somewhat limited. There are only six fitness sessions, but I, I saw that as a limitation, and we've got ways of reading more into that. So hopefully that's really helpful. But it'd be great to come back and do some more, Andrew. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, thanks for coming on, Dan. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and yeah, no doubt we'll catch up again soon. Thanks for listening to the Life for Try podcast. We really hope you enjoyed. And if you have any thoughts or feedback in how we can improve or any topics you want us to talk about in the future, please let us know. We exist to try and make triathlon simple. So your feedback is really important to us. Check out our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Um, subscribe to those channels. Follow us, like us, tag us into posts. Just interact with us and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thanks for listening.